Amigos and amigas, we're back with another episode of Confidence at Toda Madre with your host, your amiga, Sylvia Brands. Okay, if you're new here and this is the first episode you're listening to, welcome. We'd love to have you. There's always room at this table for you. And I'm just, honestly, I'm just really excited that you're joining us at this point of the journey because things are about to get really spicy. Things are about to get really hot, especially because it's summer, right? It's the end of May. We're officially in like the summer season. Actually, that's not true. I don't know. I don't know when the first official day of summer is, but it's already the vibes, right? Anyways, also, I'm sure you and I can be in agreement that we've loved watching everybody graduate from every single grade. And it's just been such a happy celebration on our social media. I think you and I can agree that that's like a double yes. Anyways, guys. A couple of things that I want to go through. Again, if you're new here, I'm so excited you're here, but this is generally the rundown of how we do things. And if you're a regular amiga or amigo that listens to this podcast, thanks for coming back. Thank you for putting your people on. Um, Just a reminder that it would be so helpful if you rate, you rated this podcast you left a comment and you subscribed and you shared it on your IG stories. All of those things would be so helpful for me just so that I can continue to reach more people and continue to serve the community. Okay. It's not even about a numbers thing. It's just about the goodness of putting somebody on to something so good. Am I right? Okay. Anyways, with that being said, let's hop into, well, let's just like, get into like our maintenance, like our house stuff. Okay. One thing that I've been loving, that's been brand new because I live in Arizona. So sunscreen is just a month, a must, but I think as a woman who's 33 years old now, sunscreen is just like a standard and it's a must, not just because it's summer, but because like we're taking care of our skin. Um, it's not about fixing things after they've already happened. It's about being preventative as well. Correct. Okay. Unseen sunscreen. Amazing. Lightweight, good sunblock that goes with your makeup. Amazing. Love it. Love that for me. Um, as a matter of fact, I just shared it with Drake. Well, I'm going to have to buy a new one because Drake took mine to work um, because he also needs one. Since he is flying, sometimes they need some for their face and their forearms just because the glare back. And uh, one of his, uh, I wouldn't, what do you say to fellow pilot? I guess, I guess they're still colleagues. Um, said that he recently had melanoma on his forearms because he wasn't putting sunblock there. And that's one of the main places where they get sun. And I'm not a scientist or anything, but I would assume that up in the air, the sun is probably a lot brighter up there or like the reflection on the clouds and stuff like that. I'm just making shit up right now, but I'm pretty sure like you're way closer to the UV rays. I'm just guessing. Anyways, Drake approves. I approve. If you're looking for a a sunblock that you really like, that is like your go-to. Um, am, am I obsessed with where she goes by bad money? Yes. Do I have a whole thesis statement around what's actually going on? Yes. Do I want to get into it right now? No. And that's okay. Another summer must have is you need a good hat. 
And this actually comes from meeting my coach on VIP day. She, or we were going to go get coffee, but she was like, Ooh, I don't have a hat. I don't want to walk. We can just drive there. And I was like, no, it's okay. Like, let's just walk. It's not a big deal. And she's like, no, no, I don't go outside without a hat on. Like, that's just like a non-negotiable for me just because like, I don't want wrinkles and fine lines. And I was like, wow. Like I was just kind of shocked because like one of her literal non-negotiables was like, I don't go outside without a hat. So I was like, okay, sounds good. So with that being said, a hat is a must have. Now I have a couple of options here. A good old dad cap fantastic a sun hat delish and my ultimate favorite and pool choice by all means is a colombian volteao Mm, it's kind of in between a sun hat i would say a cowboy hat is like a little too far so it's like a blend in between far away from the cowboy hat a little more bend and a little more modern than the sun hat. So there's like a range in between. Okay. Maybe I'll do some IG stories and like remind you guys. And lastly, your reminder that this is the summer of confidence. That if you've been watching my stories, if you've been just like eating up my content, that this is your opportunity to work with me one-on-one and truly step into your confidence, truly step into your self-trust and just really going from clarity to action in 90 days. And that is truly the only way that you can work with me this summer. And honestly, it's kind of the best way to work with me. So just want to put that on the, on the table before we get on the episode, but I'm excited. I'm really excited about this podcast episode because It's about to give you all kinds of nostalgia. It's about to give you nostalgia that you didn't know you wanted. And I feel like since Gen Z just wants to be us, it's, it's also going, it's also going to make you laugh, but it's also going to make you be like, wow, we used to be so cool. And like now it's so cringeworthy. Okay. Well, that's not even our word. As a matter of fact, I hate using that word, but I just, I, I'm just keeping up with the times. Okay. Anyways. Now, if you're listening to this episode, the title is she had the audacity, which turned into confidence. And I know you probably clicked on this because you're like, who is she? Ooh, who is Sylvia going to spill tea about? And it's not that kind of tea or the she or whatever, but we are going to be talking about something that is just going to take you all the way back. So this podcast episode, and I just want to give you like a preface, because if you haven't seen this movie, then you're going to be like, what the fuck is she talking about? This episode is, I'm using the analogy of save the last dance. So if you haven't seen that movie, this probably isn't the episode for you. I'm going to encourage you to go watch that movie and then come back and listen to this. Um, But save the last dance is probably one of like the 2000s movies that we all like resonate to. We know exactly what it is. Um, You probably reenacted the dances or like no specific lines from this movie. And it was just a movie that really consumed my generation. Probably the generation who's listening to this podcast episode. (laughs) 
But okay, so I want to get into the nitty gritty and why I'm applying this as an analogy because y'all know I'm the analogy motherfucking queen. Okay, so she had the audacity, which turned into confidence. So I'm going to give you a quick little like synopsis about the movie, but I'm going to apply it in real ways because y'all know that that's how I do. Okay, so um, Sarah, Sarah's the main character and she's this white girl from somewhere in the Midwest. And Sarah is this prima ballerina. She like really knows her shit. She's on point. She does ballet. She's like beep, beep, bop, bop. She's on her way to Juilliard, which is like the school of her dreams. She has an audition, all of the things. And really long story short on this part is that she has an audition. She wants her mom to really make it, but her mom was really busy. And in that whole situation, just push came to shove. And unfortunately the mom passes away in a car accident and wasn't able to make it to her audition. And so the Sarah, the girl main character is absolutely devastated and loses her mom and then has to move to Chicago to live with her dad, a, a relationship she literally does not have. Like she had been so far removed from that man. Like they just literally didn't have a standing relationship at all. And she quits dance because then she ties it to a belief that dance is the reason that her mom is no longer here. So again, she's forming a limiting belief there. Okay. And like, like I said, I'm going to be applying it to real coachy terms and to a real coachy analogy so that it serves you better. And again, I have a point. So just stick with me. So she lives with her dad. Um, she quits dancing. And so because she's like in Chicago, she moves into this kind of hood ass neighborhood. Okay. And which requires her to go to a hood ass high school. Now, with that being said, she new environment has to like force this relationship with her dad that she like never has even had. And she, she isn't no, she is no longer practicing the thing she loves the most, right? Her gift, right? The way she connects with people is through storytelling and dance. Okay. And obviously that's coming, that answer is coming you from a former dancer because that's what we do. We, we storytell with our bodies and we, we tell you a whole story from the beginning of an end to a song. So that is Sarah's gift, but she no longer practices it because of the limiting belief that it's now tied to. So of course, very 2000 Sarah, she goes to a new school. She hates it. It sucks. The environment is terrible. It's really hard to make new friends. She's like completely an outsider. She's like one of the only white kids at the school. I shouldn't say that there's probably like 12 other white kids, but she's like one of the 12 and she's just, it, it sucks and all around it sucks. And then finally somebody opens up to her. I think her name is Chenille. And it's Carrie Washington. And she's just fantastic. Like, I fucking, I just, I fucking love her. And it's so crazy because, like, it's like Olivia Pope. (laughs) Olivia Pope could never be Chanel, but she is. So it's fine. Anyways, that was, like, a small little segue. So Chanel opens up to her and, like, lets her in and lets her fit in, right? So... Then all of a sudden she's like, Hey, we go out, we go to this little club, la 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 la, gets her a fake ID. Wow, we were really crazy watching this movie at like 10 or 11 years old. And um, 
So she's going to the club and she is like, dance. well, she's not dancing her little heart out, but, um, she, she starts talking to Chenille's brother at this point. And it's, oh yeah, his name is Derek and he's Sean Patrick Thomas. And he's like, so cute. He's like in a lot of like movies that we also really love. I'm trying to think of what movie he could be in, but I can't think right now. Anyways. So she goes out and she's like kind of spicy in her comebacks. Right. Because like when you hate the world, you're just fucking spicy. And Chenille is like taking her under her wing. And then finally this guy, Derek is like, you know what? Like I need to, I need to teach you how to like relax. I need to teach you how to dance. And this is one of my favorite parts of the movie because Sarah literally looks down at him kind of like in conversation point and is like, um, like I know how to dance. I know how to fucking dance and kind of like talks down to him in the sense of like, I know how to dance. Do you? And I can't give you guys direct lines because, well, I didn't do that extensive research before this, before recording this podcast episode. But when they're in the cafeteria after school and there's nobody, it's that scene. And he's, she's like, I can do a Jean de Paris, blah, 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 blah. Right. And she like does a pirouette and this like fancy kick and like all of this stuff. And he's like, what the hell was that? And he's like, it's ballet. Right. And again, this is, and this is why I titled this, this episode is because she had the audacity, which turned into confidence. So she already had the audacity in her to be like, I know how to dance. I'm a skilled dancer. I already have the knowledge. Like I know what the fuck to do. And so for, for him, when he was like, okay, well I'm teaching you how to dance hip hop. She's like, it's going to be a piece of cake for me. Like it might be different, but I already know what the fuck I'm doing because I am a dancer. I am so knowledgeable. This is what I do. And again, a part of confidence is having the audacity sometimes. And I wrote this in a post. Sometimes you need the audacity because it's an action word. It's an audacious word. It's an ambitious word. And so in that scene, she's like, okay, this is going to be a piece of cake for me. I'm going to learn how to dance hip hop. Like I'm going to learn this type of dancing that everyone is into because I already like, I already have the foundation of ballet. So like, I already know how. So long story short, she starts to hang out with Derek. They like have all of these like dance practices, right? And he teaches her some moves. They do a couple of dance routines. And if I'm being fucking completely honest, do I know them? Yes. Have we all tried them in our bedroom? Don't lie to yourself. Yes, you have. Have we done the dances with our cousins? Absolutely. Okay. And did we think that they were hot shit when we were 10, 11, or 12? Absolutely. Because again, I want you to remember this whole movie plays out. And if you remember correctly, at, by the end of the fucking movie, you are like, yeah, like you're like screaming at the top of your lungs. And you're like, this bitch is going to get into Juilliard, like one of the best dancing schools or programs, whatever there is for like creatives and people in the fine arts. And if you, and again, because I watched it recently, and if you watch it now, 
you'd be completely embarrassed. You would be completely embarrassed about how you thought this was hot shit because in reality, it is the most awkward and odd dance to watch known to man. Okay, like I'm not even fronting. When I watched it, I was like, wow, wow. Our standards must have been really fucking low because we all thought this girl had the fucking golden ticket. Now, the reason why I wanted to make this the analogy that I used for confidence is because Sarah had everything going against her. But, but she decided to be audacious because remember in the beginning of the movie, there's like a completely unfortunate circumstance. She loses her mother, right? Which then ties the limiting belief that the reason that the mother is no longer alive was because she got in a car accident rushing to her dance audition. But then Sarah is reminded about the gift she has, which again, if we like really deepen the message here is she's a dancer, which is storytelling through like movement form. And she reminds herself that that's her gift. That is the way she served her, serves her community and the crowds she performs in front of. Okay. And through it all, she learns a different form of dance, but makes the decision to be so audacious about it and says to herself, well, I can because I've done it for another style of dancing before. So this should just be a piece of cake. I can practice. I can form a habit around it. I can become knowledgeable around it. I can make it into my own style which is obviously like, if you watch the whole movie, that's what she does. She mixes ballet with hip hop. And because she is so, the audacity that she like shows and acts in through the movie is the reason why all 10, 11, 12 year olds around the world were like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest form of dance we've ever seen in our entire lives. Why? Because her audacity completely turns into confidence and your confidence is always what people are going to buy. They're not going to second guess you. They're not going to question you, you because you seem and know and feel that you're so about your shit that ain't nobody going to question that. And if they did, it's definitely not going to be to your face. And I think it's so funny because now I watch that movie and I'm like, what were we on? The choreographers who made that movie, like good for them. They made jackpot for like the weirdest fucking dance in the whole world. But when I was 10, 11 or 12 years old, I thought it was the hottest fucking shit known to man. And so... I want you to apply this to your gifts. Where do you need to be more audacious? 
Where do you need to give yourself credit for the gifts that you have? Where can you give yourself more credit or more authority in the sense of like, okay, this is my purpose. This is my calling. And these are my spiritual gifts. And this is how I serve. I need to move with audacity and decide because that's where my confidence is going to kick in. Because again, like I said before, Sarah, the fucking character, she does her her job as an actress throughout the whole movie that by the end, we are completely invested, totally believing her confidence and rooting for this girl to make it into Juilliard. And of course, there's like other side things happening in the movie that are important and we're rooting for her as well. But yeah, like throughout the movie, we're rooting for Sarah to make it. We're rooting for her to dance again. We're rooting for her and and the the romance that happens to like grow and relish during the movie. And then there's at one point, there's even like a bully against Sarah and there's like a fight at school and it's like so dramatic and blah, 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 blah. But again, through all of that and through all of those stages, you see this character just completely step into her zone because what she makes the decision to have the audacity to be like this is what my gift is and I don't fucking care so I'm gonna just keep fucking rolling with it and again to this day well I can't say like woo like yeah she got into Juilliard like now as a 33 year old But back when I watched it for the first time, I was absolutely convinced that she deserved to go to Juilliard 100% of the way. And now I know that it's going to make a bunch of you like go watch that movie and you guys are going to laugh to yourselves. But the thing that I love the most about that movie is that it's the best way to describe to someone of how to have the audacity when working in your gifts and giving yourself credit for the knowledge you have, the wisdom that you have, and all of the experience you have in order to turn that into belief, in order to create so much confidence, in order to exude so much confidence in those specific areas. And again, I'm a self-trust and confidence coach and I wanted to hop on and directly give this kind of analogy because there's so many people right now talking about confidence, but they're talking about confidence in a way that's very superficial, that's very topical, that's very like, ooh, easy breezy and beautiful and light and da-da-da-da-da-da, all the things. But what's really important, what I really want you to know is that It's something bigger. It's something that needs to be learned. It's something that needs to be built. And it's something that needs to be believed. And I know that I don't have all of the time in the world to tell you all of my program in the midst of podcast episodes. But the self-work is important because it helps you achieve those things. And 
this is just one analogy that I want to give you when it comes to working in or through your gifts. Because I know that somebody's listening to this podcast episode and they might be confused about what their purpose is, what their calling is, or what their gifts are. Or maybe you're listening to this podcast episode and you know damn well what those things are. But like Sarah in the beginning of the movie, you have tied it to a limiting belief. You have tied it to, well, I'm just not good enough. Or the market is too saturated for the specific thing I do because so many people are already doing it. Or maybe you've tied it to, well, I'm just really scared of failing. Or maybe you've tied it to, who am I to do this? Or maybe you've tied it to the exact thing that's in your head and you're answering me right now by yourself, in your car, in your headphones, whatever. And you're not giving yourself enough credit or the space to decide and move forward with audacity to then exude that confidence and giving yourself enough credit of like, I know my shit. This is my gift. This is how I serve my community. I'm experienced. I'm knowledgeable. I have wisdom in this area. And this is how I can share it. And truly, it is a disservice to you and it is a disservice to everyone who needs you. So with that being said, I just want to remind you about a simple girl named Sarah in a movie called Save the Last Dance. Where she was just a regular degula ass person. But here she goes, giving herself credit for her gifts and having the audacity to have enough confidence to be like, I can still pursue my big dreams. I can still pursue the lifestyle I want. I can still pursue the growth I'm looking for. And if this podcast episode has absolutely resonated in the mixture of nostalgia and laughter and, oh my God, I can't believe she remembers that, I just want to remind you that this is the summer of confidence. That the only way to work with me right now is working with me one-on-one, which I just, I want to remind you is an, a complete steal. And through my coaching program. This is the summer of confidence. This is the time where you can change it all in just one summer. You can change the trajectory of your life in 90 days. And also for those of us who are like, I have a passion project and I just don't know how to launch it. I do that too. And if you have questions or want to learn more, DM me. Or if you're like, you know what? I'm just ready to talk to her and connect. Book the clarity call. No pasa nada. Literally. So I'm encouraging you to do it all. Because again, this is your reminder. 
My name is Sylvia Brands, and I'm a self-trust and confidence coach. And I'm always encouraging you to live life a toda madre. And I'm going to be super cheesy, and I hope that you save the last dance for me. (laughs) I fucking love that movie. I hope you guys all go watch it. But also, I hope you make really important decisions and do a little self-inventory and also send me a DM or book your clarity call and just decide it's time to work with Sylvia. All right, y'all. I'll bring the next episode Monday. Bye.